My name is Chris Hoy and it's my absolute pleasure to be your Master of Ceremony. Uh, today we celebrate 10 years since the greatest games of London 2012. At our closing ceremony, we can say that these were a games by everyone. Now I have so many unforgettable memories from entering this very stadium as the flag bearer for Team GB and of course just over there at the velodrome it's a, a very special place in my heart but today we shine the spotlight on what's been achieved in the 10 years since those magic Olympic and Paralympic Games. I just don't believe how far we've come. The Paralympics, what London did was create a momentum. I'm proud for starters for our contribution to Super Saturday. I'm really happy that they delivered on having world-class facilities, having regenerated areas for people to enjoy. The really important thing about this park is it works for everybody, especially all the communities that live around here. This is My London Legacy, a Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park podcast. Coming up exactly 10 years on from London 2012, we celebrate what was then, what is now and what's next. We'll hear from performers and athletes from 10 years ago. Olympic and Paralympic champions Christine Harugu, Ellie Simmons and Pete Reid. Catch up with two of the young people who actually lit the Olympic cauldron in London's Olympic Stadium on the night of July 27th, 2012. And hear about the future development of the park in the months, years and decade to come. Hi, I'm Gabrielle Affia and I'm a board member at the London Legacy Development Corporation. So here we are, celebrating 10 years. Can you believe it's 10 years since it's London insane. 2012? <laughs> yeah, um, I just don't believe how, how far we've come. Uh, really proud of all of the achievements that we've um, that have come about in the past 10 years. And there's so much more to look forward to as well. It's really exciting. And it's quite nice having sport happening here in the summer as well, 10 years on with the Commonwealth Games being here. Yes, yeah, it really is. Uh, it brings the kind of London 2012 spirit back to the park when we get to see the sporting events happening here in the stadium again. And also back in the copper box, we've got the uh, wheelchair rugby. It's it's all really exciting. And I think it, it brings back the same atmosphere and the same feelings that everyone had um, with all of the performances. And then the ongoing festival afterwards, where we'll also be um, having a screen for the Commonwealth Games and the opening ceremony there so I think it will be a great way to bring everyone together to, to mark what, what has happened here um, in London 2012 and what's to come. And what's your proudest moment of legacy? I would say from my point of view I'm really really happy with how for example the water polo arena area has been is about to be transformed into a huge cultural centre in East London. The idea that cultural organisations like the VNA, Sadler's Wells, BBC, UAL are coming here and UCL as well coming coming to little old East, East London is absolutely amazing and I think we're going to see a lot more people having a chance to experience uh, organisations and venues like this um, in, in the coming years when, when that's all built out. And how proud are you of this park 10 years on? 
I get quite emotional thinking about it. I think, especially when you go up the Arsenal Metal Orbit, for example, and you look across and see how much it's transformed and, um, and what has been made here, not only the sporting venues themselves, but also the new homes, the new schools, community and health facilities, also just like building communities here. It's, it's full of life um, and I'm just glad to see that people are using it, enjoying it, and that there is a real legacy here. To carry the Olympic torch and the 10th anniversary flame, please welcome back an athlete with strong connections to East London, Christine Orugu. It really doesn't feel like 10 years. I think everyone I've spoken to has just been absolutely incredulous with the fact that 10 years has flown by and the park still seems like it was put up yesterday. It is still a shock to the system, but you still get that same buzz. I come here every week. The stadium's in good use. We have the aquatic centre, the hockey pitch. I go to the copper box quite often to watch the netball. So it does, it, you still have that feeling like it only happened yesterday. I mean, that's the legacy, isn't it? Everything you've just said is the legacy. It's exactly that. I think it's what was promised. And I'm really happy that they delivered on that front in terms of uh, having world-class facilities, having regenerated areas for people to enjoy, for all communities to enjoy. Um, I think that's the importance of the legacy, having something that our future can look forward to and enjoy and something that the youngsters can be proud about and see the stadium and dare to dream for themselves. Your main memory of being <laughs> in that stadium in 2012 do you know what? I think there's no real overriding memory as such. It's more just the spirit of the games that, re that I'm reminded of. I did go back to the stadium a couple of weeks ago to watch the charity football. And um, I remember just sitting in the seats thinking, "Wow, people sat in the seat and watched me run, you know, and, not, and, and watched others compete. And, and I think it's those lasting memories that really, I suppose, have the biggest impression. Just the fact that you were there at that time and you were there to you were there to experience one of the you know the best times in in London I suppose um, I think the one thing I do remember about London was um, being on the start line and just having the most hearing the most ferocious roar <laughs> when 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 your name was announced I think that's something that's pretty much unmatched by any other championship I've been to you're a Stratford girl I mean yeah. this place must make you just feel so proud. It does. It's, it's great what they've done to regenerate Stratford and Newham in general. I think we're always being reminded that we're the, one of the poorest boroughs. So it's actually nice that we have something that's world class, relatively world class. There's more houses to come on the park. Development starting just opposite the copper box where you watch the netball yeah. uh, is going to start now. There's schools on the park. That's what's so fascinating for anyone who hasn't been here since 2012. It's a really uh, like a, a 3D approach, I think, to creating a community. We have the houses, the housing structure, you have the access to schools. I do think the schools around here are very good. And for the, for the young people growing up in this area to have a school in the Olympic Park. Um, when I was at school, the one great thing I, I loved about my school was that I had a swimming pool. But these kids can boast about having a stadium, you know, <laughs> having a stadium, having really, really good running and sporting facilities. And these are the things that I'm sure youngsters will really be proud about, you know, and 
love about being uh, schooled in this area. So I'm Ellie Simmons, retired British Paralympic swimmer. Oh my gosh, I think 10 years ago was London 2012, one of the best sporting events of my life really and it was, yeah, it blows my mind. It's, it's hard to think, it feels like yesterday and I wish it was yesterday. I wish we could have a time capsule or something to shoot us back and experience it all, all again. Like for me, I remember sitting, watching the Olympic opening ceremony, watching the Olympics and then knowing that it was going to be us couple of weeks later and what the Paralympics did and what London did for the Paralympic movement was phenomenal and like still now 10 years later still people talk about it like I remember walking around the village in in Tokyo last year and athletes from other nations they're still talking about London 2012 and saying like oh you're the London 2012 girl I'm like yeah I knew it was 10 years ago but um, I'm, I'm competing at this games now in Tokyo um, but yeah like I think it's captured not just the world not just the country but the world Sebco told this podcast that the Paralympics changed London 2012 and changed the world as well. Do you agree with that? Oh, agree. Totally agree. I think the Paralympics, what London did was create a momentum, create a movement, packed out stadiums, packed out pools, packed out venues. We were household names. People knew what the Paralympics was. And I think before that, people, that they had an inkling, but they didn't actually know. And I think what it did was change it. And it's the momentum going forward is just phenomenal. And you still see people today, like, got inspired by sitting, watching the, the Paralympics, watching London 2012. And it's inspiring that next generation. And not just inspiring the next generation of athletes, but inspiring those next generation of individuals with a disability that they're going to be OK. They're going to have a fulfilled life just as the same as everyone else and one of the lasting legacies of london 2012 is this park yes and it's one of the most accessible places in the world it's incredible this was my home for five years after rio i came and moved up to london and trained at the aquatic center for five years and i got to see every single day morning afternoon i used to do the walk from the tube to the aquatic center four times a day so i know this park through the the back of my hands and yeah to see it it's not just got sporting events but we've had st- um, music concerts we've had everything football games i remember coming to him um, my coach is a massive cardiff city supporter and he we came and watched West Ham versus Cardiff City in here in the, the Olympic Stadium and yeah it's just amazing to see it it's used all the time and that's the legacy isn't it it's used by school children you've got the beautiful um, the rivers the river going through the, the greenery everything it's just phenomenal final question How's retirement? Oh, yeah, retirement is wonderful. <laughs> not going to say it, but yeah, I do not miss the swimming at all. Um, I miss being fit and the focus that it gives you and the purpose and the structure. But apart from that, I don't miss the wet hair, don't miss the chlorine, don't miss the tiredness, the early mornings, the walk from the tube station, getting the first tube in the morning. But yeah, like it's nice now because I left it at a good time. I've been to four games. I succeeded more than I ever imagined. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you ever so much. Hi, I'm Pete Reid, Triple Olympic champion from rowing uh, and more recently known for being in a wheelchair after a spinal stroke. So big, big change. Let's start with 2012. Yeah. Ten years on, people forget that you were part of Super Saturday. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so rowers, easily forgotten. We're expected to win and it's just, just a formality. But every time Super Saturday's mentioned, well, I'm proud for, for starters for our contribution to Super Saturday. It wasn't just us. So it was um, Sophie Hoskin and Kat Copeland as well uh, on the rowing lake. But ev everyone, yeah, of course, they talk about what happened in, in the stadium because uh, it was a, a big day for Jess. It was a big day for Greg. It was a big day for Mo as well. And Laura Trott was the, the sixth gold that day. So a wonderful day. We were part of it. Um, and that was a question on the TV show Pointless, right? So name, name Olympic champion on Super Saturday. And I was a pointless answer. And my sister took great pleasure in texting me about it, um, uh, saying I was a pointless answer, which I reminded her wasn't a good thing. But yeah, but it makes your point. Can you believe it's 10 years ago? It's flown um, in some ways, but I can't believe how much we've done in the last 10 years. So, okay, if you include that 2012 gold medal in the last 10 years I've won two Olympic gold medals with three very uh, two very different crews uh, and then also retired from rowing and gone back to the Navy uh, and had a, a full-time job had an injury rehab from that gone back and had another full-time job as a as a serving officer in a wheelchair and then just my latest news last two days is um, uh, retired from my service in the Navy so it, these are big life things all in the last 10 years it's flown by in some ways, um, and in others feels like yesterday. And from a legacy point of view, how important is this park? And the fact also that there's now rowing on the park as well, because the London Rowing is based here. It is, yeah. So I, I, if you don't mind, I'm going to mention a charity called London Youth Rowing, um, who I've been very close to over the last 10 years especially. But London Youth Rowing uh, operate out of here and give opportunities to... Uh, people from young children from uh, underprivileged backgrounds so young adults as well uh, to get into a rowing boat for the, the first time and find out the the joy and excitement of rowing and and the life skills it gives you I, I use those skills 20 years of rowing I use them every day now in rehab and uh, to, to um, navigate life in a wheelchair and with a spinal cord injury and I, I'm doing well largely because I spent so long rowing and and it's amazing to see charity helping others out and that's part of the legacy of the games and part of the legacy of the Olympic Park so that's a, a, a rightful shout out to London Youth Rowing. And talking about your spinal stroke in, yeah. in 2019 you've done incredibly well since may I say. Thanks I'm grateful for my support from the military uh, from the Royal Navy I'm grateful for my support from the rowing world I'm grateful for my background in rowing because the wonderful thing about sport is it, it teaches you hardship. It teaches you how to work. It teaches you about how to work with a team. It teaches you about um, the value of hard work and improvement. So the reason why I say not that hard, it's a serious injury and it's incredibly difficult to navigate. But after 20 years of rowing, it feels like business as usual. You know, you're, you've got some adversity. There's a, there's a crew that wants to beat you every day, which is called life, unfortunately. And, and it's my job to get up and get out and and do the basics well and eat well and train well and uh, and harvest my relationships and um, and train my attitude so it's it's like a fourth Olympiad it really is this rehab period is like a fourth Olympiad so um, it's never business as usual but I'm, I'm grateful for having an internship in discipline and hard work that I had from the military and then from and then from rowing well we wish you all the best great to see you today and thank you for talking to us absolute pleasure thanks for grabbing me this is my London legacy a Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park podcast celebrating 10 years on from London 2012 
But it wasn't all just about those gold and medal-winning athletes. There was a hope for the next generation and a more equal and diverse society. Hi there, my name's Callum Early. I'm one of the uh, Olympic Cauldron Lighters from London 2012. Yes, and I'm Desiree Henry, also one of the Olympic Cauldron Lighters from 2012. Oh, the time has flown by. I cannot believe it's 10 years. It feels like it was just last week. But it is so, so nice to be back around the buzz, around the excitement, with that Olympic legacy still, still intact. Yeah, it's actually been incredible. I just remember the impact that it had on me 10 years ago and it kind of fueled me to continue my career of athletics and yeah, it just feels incredible just to be back. It just gave me the extra motivation to continue and to one day want to go to an Olympics. So obviously the next Olympics was in 2016 and after 2012 I thought I want to be there. I want to be like these people that I'm amongst, Olympians and I'm just glad that I was able to have that dream come true and call myself an Olympian to this day and obviously head back into the stadium for the World Championship that was the following year after 2016 and get a medal there in front of a home crowd so it's safe to say I've got some amazing memories from that stadium. I mean sailing has always been and will always be a huge part of my life. Um, the the fuel that I took from, from the kind of opening ceremony and, and the London Games itself was a kind of drive towards better. Um, so I've taken my skills from, from sailing and I, I've used them in, in a medical career. So I'm now a doctor, I've, I've studied at University of Edinburgh and then continued working all the way through the, the challenging few years that we've had since. So I, I still have those skills, I still have that fire, that passion from the games. I've just taken them towards a, a slightly different avenue from, from Desiree here. I just feel like that stadium is going to be remaining in the hearts of so many people, so many British people, just for the fact that it was an incredible Olympics. So many British people were able to come back with not just medals, but gold medals. And it's just like, you don't get anything more special than that. My name is Laura Dahau. Um, I am a freelance dance artist, a dancer in Look Mom, No Hands. I'm Danielle Summers and I'm a circus artist and a dance artist. And I'm also performing in Look Mom, No Hands, which is um, Daryl & Co and Mimbra Acrobatics co-production. There's um, something about disability and um, consent, really, and it's just, you know, two friends sort of testing each other's boundaries. So it's quite nice to have been in the studio, but to also sort of talk about a narrative that exists in the world and sometimes not always not talked about. So it's something really good to sort of put onto stage to actually, you know, work through together. It's so much fun. Me and Laura have been training together lots and in rehearsals we practice the moves again and again and again and sometimes they do go wrong but you know we work really hard together and we work really well together like our friendship is totally real and it's an absolute privilege and honour to be working with Laura. Now Laura you know this park quite well. I was one of the first um, people to audition for the um, Olympic ceremonies um, for the Danny Boyle uh, the whole ceremony um, and I was actually part of Thanks Tim in the 60s section so there was me in my um, glittery um, pink dress in my wheelchair and as a volunteer and then later on I was asked to perform at the Paralympic closing with Coldplay and Kanduko um, choreographed by Tim Gavin so it's really nice to sort of come back 10 years later and be like oh my goodness how much has changed how much we've all changed but that art still exists and we're celebrating within sort of the context of in where we are at the moment. Maybe I'm a little biased because I was in it, but it was definitely one of the most sort of memorable 
um, ceremonies. I think I've not been so involved in sort of watching the Olympics, Paralympics, but actually 2012 was such a big year because it was here on home ground, you know? It was 2012, it's here in Stratford. I'm, I live in East London as well, so it's quite nice to sort of have those connections. And especially now, 10 years later, Sadler's Wells, I'm a professional artist as a freelancer. So Sadler's Wells used to be based, or is still based in Angel, but now they're here as well. And a lot of the sort of the leaders and the outdoor um, movement directors were sort of dance artists that I knew so just being back here feels very homely so it's quite nice to sort of link it all together 10 years later. I was going to ask about the legacy it's important that arts is here on the park as well it's not just about sport you're going to have saddle as well as at East Bank. Absolutely um, we have had the privilege to perform at lots of different festivals and also at schools um, and we've got more coming up and it's just really important to share our art with everyone and in particular um, what people have said especially children and they come up to us and say how inspired they are to watch what they've watched and share their thoughts and I think that's what most is what most is most important and what's it about. And on the legacy this is one of the most accessible places in the world. Yeah absolutely I think um, the 2012 Olympics really sort of injected the sense of um, disability awareness and it's really great that what the stadium what this whole park the Olympic arena has literally done is sort of put a face to disability here I guess not a face to it but just like the awareness and has literally heightened it and over the past 10 years we've seen it sort of grow within the communities within the world and definitely here in London sort of emanating out it's really nice to be part of that legacy. Today we look forward to what's next for this thriving new part of London. Today we learn what's next for the local community surrounding the Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park. Peter Tudor, Director of Park Operations. World-class sport is great and of course we've got some very big events still to come this year and into next year as well. This November in the Copper Box Arena we have the Wheelchair Rugby League World Cup kicking off the Team England Games for three days which is going to be very exciting. Obviously we've got our basketball team, we've got our netball team resident in the park at the Copper Box as well. Track cycling returns to the Vela Park in December and we're working on lots of big events for future years as well. Can't tell you about those yet. But uh, the really important thing about this park is it works for everybody, and especially all the communities that live around here, that put up with all the construction of the games and the disruption of the games, but now it's their park and people come in to enjoy it. We're planning very much for the future. We've got new homes built across the park. Over a thousand homes have already been built. We've got uh, the second stage of one of our new neighbourhoods has just started its construction and then we'll have three more neighbourhoods to come after that. So this is a place where people will study, where people will work, where people will live, as well as where people will play. There's so much happening. For more information, to sign up for Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park updates, go to 10yearson.queenelizabetholympicpark.co.uk Share your memories on social media, hashtag London 2012, hashtag pass the baton. This is my London legacy a Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park podcast.